0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are recording live from Casa de Bling Studios. It's your boy, Chingo. Thank you, everybody, all the patrons, everybody tuning in. Shout out to all the members of the Tia that's in the Discord. If you want to join the community, hit us up, patreon.com forward slash Tamales. Um, I was talking to Rob about switching it, like switching the name of it to where it might it could just be patreon.com, like Chingo Bling Community or something like that just to let people know like it's not it's not going to be all red pill politics type shit but uh thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, I'm having an excellent day, man. I'm I'm knocking out episodes from home. Got of Blink Studios, got to go on a nice walk with the fam, kick it with the baby, uh barbecue last night. I'm trying to work on my tan, big die. I'm getting ready for Florida. We're headed to Naples, Florida, March 5th. And uh, gotta work on my tan. That's already this Sunday. We have uh, Juan Perez, man. What's, what's up, up, brother? What's up, what's up? Fresh in town from San Antonio. How was your uh, yes, How was your trip?
1: It was good. I get, it was good. It was good. I could see my son and go over some stuff with him. It was long weekend. Long weekend.
0: Yeah. Why Why did it feel so like intense? Uh, that's, what, that's what it seemed like. Just dealing with my mom
1: <laughs> and then my son and everything, but just with my mom mostly. Oh yeah, your your mom giving you a
0: headache, bro. Uh,
1: A lot of times, a lot of times. I love her, but it's just one of those things, you know.
0: Okay, yeah. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) get too deep, deep. I know, right? Like, dude, everybody's going through something, man. Like, people have no idea how, like, you just never know, man. That's just how life is. You gonna, it's gonna be trials and tribulations.
1: Well, it's it's also so. I guess the whole thing is is like kind of one of those things where like this lifestyle is a lot different than like what I've been used to and what I've been accustomed to. So them seeing me do it is like, they're not on board with it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, pretty much. You're so, telling dick jokes to the people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. So it's, it's just like that. Cause it's like, I come from like more of like a structured thing and, you know, I come from having, uh, being married and stuff. And then, having the the big now, now you're rolling you're rolling stone out here and big it's just, now it's just flowing you know what i mean i was just going but i there's more potential in this and plus on top of that it's it's more my speed like this is like so far it's been like super happy compared to like i get into the mundane like repetition of like everything and it just bored
0: the hell out of me to yeah. a point where it was just like miserable ah oh, man there, and you know what man um Good thing you're not one of these people, but some people, bro, when they miserable, it's like misery loves company. That's why I was married. (laughs) Matter of fact, while you had to grab that bottle of pie tequila behind you, big time. Major shout out to our podcast sponsor, Pie Tequila. You see how light it's empty, bro. This is literally just a prop now because it's so delicious that it did not last in my household. Um (laughs) I got this bottle right before uh, Valentine's, so it, it's it's gone. This is 100% agave, pie tequila, uh, pie like the number. Some of y'all don't know about calculus and all that. Uh, I might have to do a deep dive on irrational numbers and the number pie and why it's such a special number, but uh, uh, the folks over at Pie Tequila, they named it that for many reasons. If you have not heard the episode, go listen to it. It's 80 proof. They've taken the Texas Tequila Market by storm. It's super delicious. uh, Insanely smooth. Dangerously smooth. Dangerously smooth. Uh, They're sponsoring the tour and they're sponsoring the podcast. They're all in saying, hey, Chingo, what's up, bro? You got to do some of these um, meet and greets and bottle signings, bro. I might be doing bottle signings while I'm on tour, and that would be so magnificent. And the worst thing is you had two of these bottles, the white one and the black one.
1: Yeah, the other one at the other house, and he took this one, the aged one, home. And yeah, already gone.
0: Oh yeah, it's gone. Uh, is that white bottle gone too? No. Oh, okay. I haven't touched
1: like, it. I was okay. like, man, I, could you imagine just getting drunk all night? I won't be able to get
0: anything done. I I kind of enjoy that type of buzz, man. Like sipping on that. Like, um, I I feel like I finally got a break to kick it at home. Mm-hmm. For for whatever reason, I, I just kind of felt like like I, I haven't really put my roots in. It, it literally feels, we've been here at this house for a shit. Probably like 10 months. No, I can't, I can't do math. I think we moved in like July. So maybe like eight months ago or whatever that math is. But it still feels like we're barely still getting into a routine.
1: Just to put it in perspective, whenever y'all first got with me or I first got with y'all, the grind y'all had was crazy like y'all were, they were always on the move there yeah. there's like no re- like in order for me to keep up I had to like literally move to Houston just to be like okay are y'all free now okay no okay now just yeah. because it's just you guys move a million miles an hour
0: so. and it probably wasn't the most efficient moving <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah not the most efficient but mm-hmm. but I mean it, you you both it's just because you both have a bunch of hustles like it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you would think you were the one with all the hustles, but then you see my, my wife. Soul is, yeah, <laughs> now nah, all over the
0: place. Her, her apparel online That's is that. ridiculous. And then she does pop ups and she's in a boutique on
1: top of all that. And then having to manage the, the damn storage of all that stuff. Oh, my
0: well, God. by the time, I don't know if we had, you helped us move out of the storage units. Yeah, we had those storage units, man. It was crazy. But uh, now we're down to two houses. and then- <laughs> <laughs> occupying, occupying two houses. But um, I'm super excited, man. Like this year, like I keep saying, man, I'm gonna work on my tan. <clears throat> you know, I was letting the beard grow, but it just gets a little too straggly, and I just start trimming it down. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to let it grow and let it look decent. Me neither. I always cut it
1: after a certain point because then it just starts annoying me.
0: And you don't even have grays. Yeah, dude. Where?
1: all oh, right there. Barely. It's grays. I'm thirty. I'm I'm l- way younger than you. So the fact that I have grays already, it's like,
0: I got a shit ton of gray. So like when they start getting uh, straggly, like the the little you start trimming the little the split ends or the long the little long ones that are popping out, and that that'll last you a little bit. Next thing you know, it's like, all right, bro, what are we doing? But uh, but anyway, hell of a day, man. Been knocking out episodes here from home. Uh, went on a walk with the fam. I barbecued last night. That leftover barbecue is in the oven right now in a foil. And I ain't going to lie, dog. I wrecked it. I killed it yesterday. The day before yesterday, eh, not so much.
1: Yeah. What have you been doing outside of that? Just cooking and
0: outside of the new
1: material and stuff?
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> nah, just really, man. We have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that really we just been trying to, like, formulate a plan to just catch up like uh i don't know if you noticed but at the other house i put the the it's not done because it has to get programmed properly okay but i put the the pin code lock oh,
1: you put in okay yeah i wasn't here but
0: yeah i put the pin code lock but uh i might have to start over because uh because <laughs> it wasn't doing the thing i was like ah shit and then it was time to leave but um i hurt my knee as you can see yeah hurt my knee so um you know, jujitsu and all MMA is gonna have to be out of the picture for another couple days until I'm confident enough where I'm not gonna make it worse. So I'm gonna see if I can um okay. yeah, maybe go to twenty four hour fitness today. If my vieja and your arms or what? With- Just upper, yeah, upper. like back or something, shoulder or something like that. Um yeah, I definitely gotta get on that. So how's your gym regimen been, brother? Uh, well
1: every time I go see my son, every time I go see my son, I don't really it's just off the table. Oh, so it's like rest like day. Yeah, it's kind of like rest day, and then that's also like my cheat day. Like, just because he he likes to go out to eat and stuff, so I'll eat. I'll just eat dirty whenever I'm with him. Like, I'll eat pizza, whatever he wants, and that way he's just not eating, and I'm just staring at him, like,
0: yeah, 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 talking
1: to him like a weirdo.
0: Yeah, like uh, when my wife was hardcore bodybuilder, like we'd be, yeah, that's why she was like shredded. You know, she was fucking swollen and shredded, but um. Cause we'd be like at family things like we're all in San Antonio or we're at uh great wolf lodge with the kids, or we're having barbecue on the ri- uh, by the river in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And she's busting out her little Tupperware with like 16 almonds, like 3.2 <laughs> ounces of salmon <laughs> and two little pieces of b- broccoli or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's my meal for now. Oh, damn. So I don't know. Um, uh, it's summertime and we're going to try to tighten up, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting in that pool. I went to check on it today. And the um, the little container, you're supposed to put the, se llama? The, uh, chlorine, uh-huh. the chlorine tabs in there. It's like a little tower and, and it drips water to dissolve it. Well, it was empty because I hadn't really been fucking with the pool. I'm like, eh, it looks good. I don't think I need to fuck with it. <laughs> but I've been home more. I've been home and I go to service that and i I put it in service mode on the on the keypad controller so that everything shuts off i open up that little tower i take a look okay there's no chlorine tablets and those chemicals are strong as fuck bro so i had to like put on a glove load in the tablets put it back in filter mode or whatever running and then the water starts dripping (laughs) you got to let water drip in there before you close it yeah so the water's going and i'm like damn it still hasn't reached the top so that I can close it. Because if not, you get air bubbles in there. Mm-hmm. And I like take a peek and I put my face right over the uh, the cylinder. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, I guess the water rose up. So basically, chlorine fumes, like <laughs> <laughs> like straight to the grill. Just I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, ah, it's burning everything. And then I'm not going to lie, bro, probably like an hour later, which was today, I started feeling like Real gaggy, like uh, nauseous. And I think it was too much coffee. Um, I think it was too much coffee. I was fasted, and and then I think I snacked a little bit and then took a whole bunch of vitamins. Okay, so I think the vitamins might have did it, but hey, that's neither here nor there. I'm 43. You gotta take your vitamins, yeah. So uh, so yeah, man. I have uh Naples this Sunday, dude. I don't know. If my wife, I don't know if she was able to get you a flight for this one, bro. No, I'm not going to this okay.
1: one. I'm not going to Naples, but I'm going Odessa. To, I'm going to California, Odessa, and all.
0: Those. Perfect. Odessa, Texas, March 11th. You can catch one on stage with myself. Fresno, California, March 23rd. So we're gonna be road dogs in Cali. We have Visalia, Merced. Oh dang! Because uh, after Fresno, yeah, it's too. Two more cities.
1: And that's good, because one of my friends from California actually hit me up. She's like, hey, are you going to be on these shows? I was like, I don't know yet. I'll let you know. And then she told Where me. Where does
0: she like, live? Over by Fresno. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, uh, perfect. Shout out to Giovanni, man, all the members of the theater mm-hmm. in that area in the Central Coast. Um, I think Giovanni's going to be there March 23rd in Fresno. He, he tells me, he's like, man, that's like a historic theater. That's like a good look. Oh, wow. Yeah, so shout out to Leonard, uh, the promoter. Um, I think Darren Carter is on that show with us, but I, I gotta I gotta just double check with the wife and and everything else. Actually, El Gordo Mamón is on that one, That's cool. and I think Darren is on the other two. So yeah, definitely looking forward to Sounds that.
1: like fun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be lit. I'm excited. jingo has got a bunch of new jokes, man. Like Javi Javi saw it in Corpus. He was like, man. He, he I just he was like, dude. When, he got when did he get all these new jokes. I was like, yeah, just out of nowhere man just he really worked on them and it came out we were all trying out some new stuff and and Mm -hmm. it's all been working out
0: oh yeah i was due i was due for the material and i gotta go back and listen to my um to my sets to just because dude sometimes i'll be trying like different tags yeah yeah. i rearrange stuff sometimes like i might have to go back and listen like okay that definitely keep that or that's hit or miss cut that shit Yeah, yeah um like, really looking forward to, like, because we're juggling so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so, hey, dude, so at what point do you really do you just do it when you're on stage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the day of, like, all right, I'm catching a flight. Let me listen to this last set in corpus and see see how that went. Well, sometimes yeah. you have to. Sometimes you got to sacrifice
1: one joke to try and figure, like, new tags. Like, I'm going to work on this specific joke. But the rest of them you get all the hitters. But like that's you know, that's you gotta sacrifice one of the jokes just in case. But sometimes they come out funnier than before. So
0: what, what do you mean sacrifice a joke? What do you mean?
1: Like just in case that joke does bomb, it's like, ah damn. Because you know you have a good version of it, but uh-huh. to make it better, yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm gonna try something new with this joke. And then if it yeah. bombs, you just gotta go to another hitter. The problem I've always had is like if I try something new with a new joke, like a newer joke, and it was good, I try something new. And my only problem I've ever had is if it hits really, really hard, and the the stuff I had coming after can't follow it. It's like fuck. So, like I've had that happen a few times where it's like I try something new and it hits super hard, and then my my follow up joke could not follow. And I was like, whoa. Okay, oh, I'm so the new thing it. hit. The new yeah, thing it hits so hard. Like because I I usually have some like a real good joke afterwards just in case it bombs. But then there's some times where that joke just. A little tweak just like really hit home, and it's like this gut laugh. And it's like, I can't follow that.
0: <laughs> well, the, the next joke yeah. can't follow it. You know what it is sometimes, bro? I feel like sometimes when you wing a joke or bust out a joke that you had just abandoned years ago or tell a joke for the first time, it's something about, it's something about like just being in the moment. And like kind of uh, winging it a little yeah. bit to where it just comes across like you're not 100% sure. So it, it might come across like conversational and just something about the delivery. Yeah. So, so, um, that that's one, what happened. That's what happened in, uh, what was that place? The island, uh, SPI.
1: SPI. That's what happened there. I opened up with that, that just letting you, I, I didn't even mean to do it. It just mm-hmm. came out, just came out and it, it just hit so hard that I was like, none of my jokes happened. Like, they were working. People were still laughing, but it wasn't that from the gut laugh like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy.
0: Well, yeah, that's so important to like win them over from the beginning. Um, I forget what I was going to ask you right, just before oh, no, 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 you're good. Um, you were saying. So oh, something? this is what I was going to ask you. So, Rogan's comedy club is it open? No. It,
1: it, oh, it should have been open this month.
0: Cause they're waiting for Tom to come off the
1: road and stuff so I don't know. I think Bert's still overseas though. I don't I don't know. think it's open yet.
0: Damn, where the hell is Bert at?
1: Well Tom did overseas and then Bert did overseas. So the they're shows. doing their
0: international tour. International tour.
1: And then whenever Bert comes back, I think he's off for like a month or so and then he's going right back into like a big another big tour. Like, oh my god, god
0: damn man Bert Chrysler man, let me borrow some money bro.
1: And then Tom Segura is like finished touring for and until he decides he ever wants to tour again, he, does, he might not tour again.
0: Dude, there's some, this, okay, I think we stumbled across a nugget uh, about halfway into the show. Burnout. Have you Have you ever experienced burnout? Yes. Okay, tell, tell the audience a little bit, man, of, of a time you experienced burnout. Burnout was
1: whenever it was my first marriage when, so I had stopped working at, at Wells Fargo because I put my wife through school. And she decided to go and get her job for a degree, which is teaching. So then it was my turn to go back to school. So then I quit my Wells Fargo job. She had gotten a job, but it wasn't at a school district. It was like a magnet school or something, but it wasn't what she wanted. So then she she ends up quitting. Didn't tell me, and I was just going to school full time, and I had like a just like a a lot of classes all at once. And so I'd stop going. And then she tells me like six days after she quit, like she waited a long time to tell me that she quit. And I was like, oh, so you, me, I'm just like a fucking, you tell me what the problem is. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. So I started reaching out to friends. I got three different jobs like real quick. It was like, I had my mom pull some strings that, cause she used to work there a long time ago at Taco Cabana. Mm-hmm. Like she was a manager. So she pulled some strings to get me in quick. Yeah. So then I had that job and then I got a a pizza job over in Somerset and then the, the taco cabana was over on Southeast military. And then, uh, her, uh, my ex-wife's dad was running a cleaning business. So I was working for him too. So I juggled them all by this one. I worked during the day. This one I worked during, during the night, after I get off of school and then I would,
0: and you were still going to school.
1: Yeah. And then after that I would drive over to the dominion from Somerset, so Somerset
0: is what, southwest side? Yeah.
1: So Somerset is, like, over by southwest side, over, like, outside of San Antonio. It's, like, its own little city. And I would drive basically from there all the way to, like, Fiesta, Texas. Um, so that's, like, an hour drive, 45-minute drive, just to go clean offices. And then if I was able to get home, I would. And then go to sleep and then play with my son and then go, go to work or school the next day and stuff. So it was, like, juggling all these things. And, dude, it just... I was sleeping in the car. Like, I would take naps, just like 30 minute like power naps.
0: This is before you discovered C4?
1: Before I discovered energy <laughs> drinks. I wish I would have discovered these earlier and vitamins, it would have helped me so much. But, like, then it was just, I was, it was like the worst ever in my life because it was like, I was sleep deprived. I was like falling asleep behind the wheel, but luckily I would wake up. Like, I got away with it. But probably should have died a few times. Damn, because I was falling asleep and then I was just crashing out, like in hey, the car. And your chick at the
0: time, she wasn't working at all. She was trying to find
1: another job. Oh. So yeah, and then and then finally I had to like round it up to get a like a big job again. And then from there I went to the oil field, and that's whenever we moved from San Antonio to Odessa. But yeah, I was burnt out. Spit, How long you know?
0: were you doing the three jobs and the school thing?
1: that whole semester until I got out of the school and then, and then I just stopped it all together. And then we moved to Odessa for oil field.
0: Cause then I was like, okay,
1: let's just, let's stop everything. Let's go to Odessa. So I could get this, this, this oil field job that's going to pay me really good. And since there's no school districts that were hiring in San Antonio at the time, the plan was to go over there. And so she could get teaching over there cause they were needing teachers. So I was like, perfect. You get your job we work here for like a year or two get the schooling under your belt then come back and then you can just pick any district because they were saying that she was she didn't have enough uh what is it qualifications because she's a new teacher they would rather take veterans you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i was like let's get some school years under your belt and then we'll come back and try this again that's not how it worked out oh wow then that's when we got divorced madre,
0: <laughs> man burnout uh anybody that's tuning in right now let us know in the Discord. Um let us know in the comment well the Discord. Oh, comments on YouTube. I think we might put this up public. Uh, I've been wanting to get more of this content out, right? We're gonna take time to make content. We need the eyeballs and we might as well just get it out. But you know, all the members of the Thea Man, we're gonna make sure that y'all get hooked up with like an advanced release of the What Did He Said podcast, which is a a great podcast that's been getting rave reviews. Uh I sent you a few clips, so Mm -hmm. let me know what you think about those. Uh, shout out to uh, Javi Luna who's been manning the uh the co host chair. Uh, he he drives up to H Town and and we knock out episodes. Uh, we had that boy T on a couple episodes joining us, but um, but dude, I've been burnt out a few times. I mean, like, like when the road gets really grueling, like especially like back in my music days where you were just inexperienced or, you know, you were young, you had energy, so you'd sign up for shit. Like, all right, we're going to be three different places on Cinco de Mayo. You know, it's like, yeah. we're flying in at this time. You get off stage, you're hopping on a plane. Um, I can only imagine Tom Segura, mm. Bert Kreischer, that's like his mode. Like he's energized by every night, different place, you know, but friends on the tour bus, don't know where I am, hopping on a plane, hopping off on, on he a has stage. Two tour buses now. So two just for him? Or two, yeah, one, one for,
1: for crew, him and then one for the crew
0: now. One separated. for the crew. Crew meaning like production people, management.
1: Mm-mm. Well, yeah, but like mostly the other comics.
0: Oh, the other comics. Mm-hmm. At one point, bro, when I did a, this one music run where we... I had a show in Houston and a bunch of my friends, my manager at the time, uh, David Gaona, he had a... This is a funny story as we start to wrap up this podcast. He had a... Like you know, the little short bus shuttles, like a little airport, like a like a hotel shuttle.
1: Yeah, yeah, like road trip, like road trip. The little, bu- the little yeah, bus. He yeah, he
0: had a little one like that, <laughs> which was cool though, because that's like a badass asset to have. I think yeah. later he went on to use it as um as a like a carpool service to Galveston. Like people park their shit and boom, he'll him and whoever was in charge of it, they'll take you to Galveston, the beach. But anyway, at the time, I had a show in Houston. And I was flying out, like, the next morning or something mm-hmm. or then or the day, like, 48 hours after that. But, like, a bunch of my friends, like, I think, like, Fade Dog, Flatline, probably Lucky, Eddie DeVille, Stunna. Everybody had a plus one. So it was, like, this guy brought a person. Everyone brought their, like, helper slash whatever, role manager or whatever. And they started driving because we, I think the next tour date was, like, something insane. Like, like um, Yakima, Washington, like Eastern Washington. And then I think from there, dude, it's like a day off or two. And then you're in the shuttle. So now at this point, I'm in the shuttle. I think it was like a rental van Mm -hmm. and a shuttle. So it was almost like two. It's almost like that was our tour, two uh, tour buses. And um, it was so insane because let me just give you all a sneak peek of what the hell was going on at the time. So I had just signed a distribution deal with Asylum Records. They're under Warner. And I was uh, campaigning to release the They Can't Deport Us All album. And I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself. It it was a long road to even get to that point. And we were literally just like, we had a ton of posters in the back of the van. Like The road is so grueling that the, the dudes that came with us to specifically put up posters like they didn't even really have time it's like they had to rest too so it's like if we're in the hotel and we're getting ready to like do a show and then hit the road again yeah it's like poster dude we literally came back with all the freaking posters and it was so grueling that uh my boy lucky lucky luciano it was probably like a two-week run i think like one week in, -hmm. he was already like okay this doesn't make sense for me that i'm out here and I, I totally get it. Like, I didn't take any offense, but it was kind of like, I'm out here with, we're on Chingo's tour with a whole bunch of rap homies. Yeah. And obviously there's alcohol, there's probably like female fans and just a little young lifestyle of like trying to be the man. All Of course, all kinds of paraphernalia, mm. <laughs> all kinds of paraphernalia going on. And he literally decided, you know, I remember, uh, Maybe one day I, I, I got to get him on on this show to, so he can give his side. But I just remember it being one of those like uh, I'm catching a flight home. Like this is this is this is not what I signed up for type of thing. And, and sure enough, bro, he he went home and said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna knock out a mixtape." So he's like, you know, hey, it's cool being in California and all these places with all my friends and on this uh, sh- little shuttle bus. But he's like, I'm gonna knock out a title and and just get on my grind and sure enough man he just started dropping like mixtape after mixtape after mixtape but i was burnt out dealing with this new york record label yeah like having my friends kind of resent me because i'm in the front van like the big um what would you call that one like the uh like the Econo Lodge type of van like basically where like all the luggage and the posters and and There's maybe like two seats in the front, maybe one row.
1: Like a sprinter van.
0: Uh, it wasn't nice as a sprinter, but it was like a what do you call those, man? Like a storage van. What do you call those? Uh, a utility van, a hauling van. Um a U-Haul. No, not a U-Haul. Like basically, it wasn't a minivan. Yeah, it was more like a like a big ass Dodge uh-huh. or some shit, right? And um like a dually? No, not a dually, it was like a fucking 16 passenger van. Oh, per God. se right. Some shit you could rent from um, I can't even remember the name of that business, bro. But they used to rent vans. <laughs> but anyway, dude, um, I was having my friends resent me because I-, I was looking like the lame, like the square, because I was in the front van having to do like radio interviews, play promoter, have conference calls, marketing meetings, like you're like in the middle of nowhere. It was yeah. just for the birds. It's like why did I do this again? Why did I sign up to put out this album with all this pressure? And it's like, you just run into this thing where like, it's the end all be all like first week sales means so much. It was just so much pressure, dude. Like I get a stomach ache even like thinking about those days. Um, Just my personal life was in shambles. (laughs) But yeah, that's definitely one of the times I felt burnt out and I ain't gonna lie, man. Like as of late recently, I mean, it's no surprise that we're conducting these these episodes from Casa de Bling. It's like, bro, I am so burnt out. Like, I just need to be home. Like, this last weekend, where we were off, you know, from shows and everything, I, like, needed that weekend. Like, I saw my sisters. We went to, um, I took my two little kids, uh, picked up my mom, Mm -hmm. and then I met up with my sisters and my brother-in-law and everybody, all my cousins, nephews, nephews and nieces. At uh, the little little league softball thing, mm-hmm. I mean little league uh, baseball thing, where like my niece's sons were playing, my nephew's daughter was playing. Little recharge, yeah, recharge, man, R and R, like Frito Pie, just basic shit that people were like be normal, yeah, just to be fucking Dude, normal. I thank you so much, bro. Um, <laughs> I literally, I literally told uh, Rob and Marty Sore yesterday, we were at uh, at the other crib yeah. and we we're having a little huddle. And I was like, bro, I needed this weekend. And I told myself, I am going to barbecue if it kills me. I was like, I don't care if this meat is burnt, chewy, tough. Um, <laughs> that's not even the point. I was like, I'm going to light a fire and put some meat on the grill and put on some music yeah. and sip on something like a regular fucking Texan human being. And to most people, they're probably like, like, bro, what's stopping you? It's like you don't understand when you feel like you're spinning so many plates, like you can't even catch your breath.
1: I think from my perspective, because like I get to, I, I, I'm in the I'm in the easy seat right now. Like I'm still coming up. It's still I'm barely four years in the comedy. But like picking up stuff from you, Steve Trevino, from from John Polar Bear, how he blew up so fast and what he has to deal with. And these little nuggets that you guys give me, as far as like all the stresses y'all have to go through and things to look for, bro, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I get to witness all of that. So I know how to prepare myself to get in that seat because to take on that much pressure, I think John just put out a, a, a like a message on his Facebook. What do you say? He was like guys i just want to be like transparent with you guys and just really let you guys know like i haven't put putting out sketches like i used to because you know i'm, I'm honestly scared to put it out because it's like so much pressure to like to live up to the other sketches and i gotta do it this certain way and oh dude with touring bro with, with everything it's like it's almost like that weight he had and then finally seeing that post and then everything you're under and i'm just like dude that is a hot seat to be in and like I get it if you're a fan and you're fans of, like, these guys, but, like, they have to wear that pressure of all that. You know what I mean? And still, like, give you the time and, and the energy and then the
0: content and, and having to completely keep doing it and, and, doing, and, and doing it. And have a, and a the life. longevity of it, too. And dude, I've been in this game for a minute. But, like, and have try to balance a normal life so that you can stay inspired yeah. and you can have a life and have some experience to talk about and to create sketches and to be you know be at events with your family and observe people and like that's one of the ways i write but um uh, but man i was gonna say something because you just you about just Oliver. um oh yes okay ready when he said having to navigate people's expectations mm-hmm. i am not gonna lie bro like it's first of all shout out to our sponsors man um Like I said earlier, Pai Tequila, they're sponsoring the Texas tour dates. Uh, They're sponsoring the podcast as well. We have like Tehuacan Mineral Water. Uh, They're just sponsoring me just in general, right? So they get, you know, we make sure that they supply us with a bunch of waters and we enjoy it. We like it. And, you know, from time to time, their product is in a picture on social media, whatever. So they're great. Their expectations are very clear. Um, Like, I ain't gonna lie, man, you know, with the Dia. And this particular show, like we haven't even talked about politics today. I kind of want to navigate this show because I was getting stressed out over the expectations that everybody had. You know, I was like, oh, I have to fuck. How do I jujitsu my way out of this? Like, I know the the sponsors have their expectations. But at the same time, you know, that's that's easy. That's manageable. At the same time, like the patrons expect a certain length of an episode, X amount of drops. And a certain amount of politics in each one. And I don't really know. I've gotten a mixed bag of feedback. And some people are like, bro, we just want to hear what you got to say. And we just want to support what you got going on. And it doesn't have to be fucking Nancy Pelosi ah, or whatever, like Ukraine, Ohio, ah, fuck, what's going on? World War Three, uh, the, the dollar's gonna collapse. Inflation. Yeah. And I want to navigate this so that it's like, um, I don't want to be like, oh, it's kind of like JRE. You know, because everybody always references that. But, like, depending on who I have on, we can have a conversation. I could listen. I could be curious. I could ask questions and have a cool convo that will ultimately be enjoyable for people to listen on their commute, treadmill, in the morning, background noise.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like what I was ta- I, I was telling Chingle this, too, which is, like, I think you guys as fans and me as a fan, I'd rather much... Rather get to know you as far as like what is Chingo really like? I don't I, like, I, I know we already know where he stands with politics, he's not afraid to say it, but I don't want him to be boxed in and be frustrated every like I have, I have every to talk week about these that You things. have to talk about it whenever it's like sometimes, like, like I was saying on one of the episodes, I was like, dude, some of this I don't even know how to react to because it's like we all have like the same reaction to it. It's like there's really not too much to say on some of the stuff because some of it's just outrageous Are you like saying you Smith? don't we don't need to comment on it and make it funny or anything it's yeah. just like we can move on to different topics like i'd rather you not be boxed in and just be enjoy what you're talking about oh yeah have fun
0: yeah God and if, if, if,
1: if, if something from politics comes up something from politics will come up like and then we'll talk about it but if it's something that you really in, like want to like dude i gotta talk about that i gotta get this shit off my chest boom talk about it. or if we just want to talk about anything i think I think that is the perspective of doing because then, then after that, if you're just I have to do politics,
0: it's like you're doing it begrudgingly and you're just yeah, yeah, yeah you're just yeah, hating
1: yeah. it and the people can see it and it's just like yeah it's so extreme.
0: there it is, man. That you said a mouthful right there. Like I apologize. Like you know I just have to adjust my approach to it because I don't want y'all to be like, man, Chingo got a bad attitude. He act like like they're making him. <laughs> like did nobody make you have a political show? You wanted to address this stuff so that people can see where you're coming from. But a uh, long story short, um, I really appreciate the community and those that, you know, if some people, if they don't like some of these changes, like, Oh man, I, I wish it was the way it used to be where you talk about Nancy Pelosi for 20 minutes and then, or whatever, whatever, like, you know, like we like, when you said about polar bear, man, like it is very tough to navigate, to be an artist, mm-hmm. to be a creative and always have to factor in people's expectations like that right there. It just gives you a stomach ache. We're like, oh, I feel like they expect this or they want this. And from a stand up comedy perspective, that right there is such a big dude. Maybe we'll talk off air and you'll you'll. Um I want to bounce an idea off of you of like, hey, man, if I was to create a master class, what's a master class that makes sense for Chingo Bling? And how could we format a lesson that people, you know, like the jujitsu guys, like uh, guard passing for nine, nine ninety nine. Download my system or whatever. But like um, that's a gym to let stand up comedians know or even musicians, I think. But for now, comedians, when you go on stage, you must ignore the crowd's expectations whether you're chingo bling and you're in your head thinking like well i know they know me from music or i know they know me from canelo or they want me to behave like this or say these catchphrases that's why it's such a curse sometimes to like people that get known off of tv shows or movies but it's mm-hmm. like oh bang 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 you got to do the bang 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 uh, out the gate so they know you're the guy from friday mm-hmm. or mike epps they're gonna be yelling shit at them um but even from like um, a musician's point of view, like how do you reinvent and how do you pivot if you're going to be still stuck with like, oh man, I remember the old Kanye or like, hey Jay-Z, <laughs> hey Jay-Z, what happened to them other beats, man? Now you doing beats like this?
1: Yeah. they See, the thing is, is like, I guess with the algorithm stuff, what what's been happening now is like, you try one thing and something pops and then we continue to mimic it to make it just as good, and then we get boxed in. And people forget that we're humans and like we have different aspects to us. Like like for me, like I I, I went to school for teaching, for theology, now comedy. So I have all these different aspects to me. You were you were a musician, DJ, a DJ, a comedian, you know, your dad, all these different things. And you're older now too, where you're just like, you know what I mean, like, and then, like, like having to do the pool and stuff you've never done that before. It's so like you're you're discovering these little things about yourself, and having to evolve and then put that into your craft. It's not always gonna be the same. It's gonna always be different. You're gonna your material grows because art imitates life. So it's like you gotta that's live. It is. That's that's what it is. And so the fans have to kind of be understanding of that a little bit. And I think for the most part, your fans are, because a lot of them are always coming to the shows like, bro, I remember you for the 90s. Oh, dude, to see you grow and stuff like that. You just have some of the ones that are just like, dude. 90s, goddamn, like, bro. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, like, Early 2000s, big dog.
0: <laughs> get it right. I mean, get then it, then it right, get it right, big like,
1: everybody dog. Everybody else, that's kind of like the begrudging ones that are just like, bro, what about your or chata boots? Why don't you do that again? Yeah, yeah. where the fuck's like, Cleto at, bitch?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, you don't got tamales on you, bro? Why oh, you ain't got tamales on you, bro?
1: Yeah. So, oh, and, and yeah. you
0: know what? Let's end it with this, man. Um, and I'm a piggyback off what you just said. One of the best comments I've ever gotten, like DM or some type of message, was, um, I, I believe she was a female, but she was basically saying, "Like, man, dude, you've grown up. You've come such a long way. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you have a beautiful family. Like, you've you've really." Uh, kind of you know you've matured in a good way
1: <laughs> i think i remember saying that when it was something on i think it was like the penny like the thing you did with penny or something it was something it was something with but it was the like wow we, i remember you like,
0: at. Folks. i remember you uh they were like at t-town you were skinny with this baggy <laughs> clothes and you know this and that and you know and i'm a human man so you just gotta roll with the punches and navigate it but hey we appreciate the love man we're gonna uh go downstairs and uh and continue the day because I, I believe like my wife has to go to chingo de cosas way chingo de cosas <laughs> but uh but hey i really appreciate everybody all the members of the theater, everybody tuning in uh we're headed to naples florida this sunday uh and then uh of course odessa texas juan perez will be there with us i believe javi luna oh, it's
1: javi and israel, israel. so it's a big show it's a theater Ah man, in Midland, don't be weird y'all can go to the odessa theater man that's how we went they're like well million people don't go to Odessa and Odessa don't, we don't make yes. y- y'all can go to the show go to the
0: theater guys, it's freaking lovely Ec- theater, yeah. Ector theater, tour. hell of a lineup, really looking forward to that and of course please tell a friend, all my California people Fresno, California on March 23rd after that, it's like Merced the next day, Visalia the day after that tons of tour dates, we're going everywhere uh, hit up the website, JingleBling.com alright, y'all be good peace